Welcome back to the Salty Community Podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you grow your personal relationship with both God and Jesus. We do this by emphasizing a foundation of scripture and give you tools and opportunities to experience them in a personal and unique way for you. The kingdom of God invites us into an interactive relationship with him. This podcast series explores all that it means to seek first his kingdom. We will be learning together how to develop a kingdom perspective and how to live it out right now. Join us for this 12-week series and watch the kingdom inside of you grow as you experience heaven on earth. Hey, this is Deanna. Welcome back to the second episode in our kingdom podcast series. Um, We are so glad that you're joining us again. Last week, we just barely skimmed the surface of the kingdom. And um, that was very intentional. When you have an entire class on the kingdom, I can't give you everything. God doesn't give me everything all at the beginning. So we looked at our theme scripture from Matthew 6.33. To seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And we really focused a whole lot on what it meant to walk in righteousness and to seek that, um, since it was part of our theme scripture. But we're going to, over the next few weeks, start really breaking down just the kingdom of God. And we're going to use those really um, popular questions, the who, what, when, where, and how. Um, today, Um, With today's podcast, we're going to talk about the when and the where. When is the kingdom of God and where is the kingdom of God? And it's going to be a great, fun place to start. So um, I'm going to absolutely give you scriptures for every place we go. Um, And our first scripture comes from Psalms 145, 13. Um, And it tells us, that the kingdom is an everlasting kingdom Um, and it it will endure through all generations. So when we're talking about the the win of the kingdom, it has always been and it will always be. Mm -hmm. So when you look at it that way, that means it's absolutely happening now because it was happening before and it will happen after. So it is something that is forever going on. The kingdom of God has always been and will always continue to be. So you're messing with my earthly frame of mind of time. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's like it doesn't end, but it is always there, but it's never ending. It's almost as if my I see the little emoji in my head going mind blown Yes, a little bit because... Um, it's hard to wrap your brain around no time frame because right. we function so much in a frame of time. We do. And so I just, it just, we're starting off and I'm already like, ugh, it's, it always, it already feels like a whole lot. It does. Well, and here's the thing. I, I have bad day. news for you. <laughs> Today feels like a whole lot because when, yeah. when I, when I, if I were going to tell you, what to write down beside when, I would tell you to write now and then. Yeah. Because it is now, mm-hmm. um, it has always been, and it's there's going to be more to come. Yes. So it's just kind of the kingdom is in all the places at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, that's super cool to me. I love that I don't understand it. I love that it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. make sense because I don't want to serve of God. Mm-hmm. That makes sense completely to me because 
he, I love that he's so much more, infinitely so much more than what I can understand. Right. So it means that there's always things to discover. There's always mm-hmm. things for him to open our eyes to see. I'm never going to have arrived and even kind of sort of know most <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's forever. It's forever. Well, then in John chapter 14, Jesus is talking to his uh, followers. And this and these past, these chapters, it was pointed out to me the other day, John 13 through 17 are some of the sweetest places um, in the Gospels. And um, Jesus is talking to his apostles, those people that are so close to him, and just really loving on them and trying to prepare them for him leaving. Um, But what he's telling him in 14.3 is, if I leave, or when I leave, not if, when I leave, um, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare the place, then of course I'm going to come back and get you. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the kingdom. Like there's, he's basically telling them, I'm going to go. And I'm going to get this so ready for you. And then, of course, I'm going to come back and bring you to it. So that leads me to believe, if we just take that, that there was something that Jesus was, after he left here earth, he was going back to the Father, and there was more they were going to do within the kingdom of God for our benefit. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, he was adding to what was already wonderful mm-hmm. um, for our benefit. And um, and that He would ev- we would eventually get to a place where we fully were able to live in all of it. Mm. So whatever he's up there preparing for us, we'll eventually get to fully live into all of it because he will come back and he will make all things new and all things right and we'll get to live there. Um, Mm. That to me is kind of cool. Like there's still things they're doing, you know, as God... To yeah. make this place for us even better. Yeah. Even better than it already was. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I, um, yeah, the more you talk, the more I'm just, <laughs> like, how do you even wrap your head around it? How do you even wrap your head around it? That he did, he, it's one of those things. It's like he completed his work. Mm-hmm. He did what he was supposed to do. Um, and he's at the right hand of God, but he's actually um, preparing mm-hmm. something better. For us. That's crazy. It's so exciting. It's like, haven't you done enough? Exactly. Haven't you done enough? Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think to just not have to live here in this fallen world where uh-huh. sin so often gets the, you know, it feels like yes. sin and death and illness and all those things so often get the last word. That's mm-hmm. how it feels so many times. Um as we're living through a pandemic, as we're living through the polarization of our society where people are so cancel this, cancel that, I hate this, I hate that, everybody, everything feels so extreme mm-hmm. that it feels like the enemy is just winning. Mm-hmm. But he's not. Right. And that's one of the that's one of the oh so important reasons for studying the kingdom of God, because we have to realize that while what is happening here physically may feel completely yuck. We are not citizens mm-hmm. of this. Ultimately and primarily, we are citizens of heaven. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. Um, and eventually, all these things um, will pass away mm-hmm. because his kingdom will rule in all the places. But as of right this second, mm-hmm. we're still here. 
And so he's told his followers, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go prepare this great place for you. He's trying um, in these last moments to, you know, before the cross to explain as much to them as he possibly can. Um, then, he, you know, he goes through the crucifixion and he, you know, is raised after three days. And then he has 40 days that he spends with them. Acts chapter 1. He spends 40 days with them. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 3, it even says he spent 40 days. And then during that time, he talked about the kingdom of God. So he talked to them for three years. And so many of his parables are the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. is like this, the kingdom of God. So for three years, they've heard him talk about the kingdom of God. And then for 40 days, it says he talked to them about the kingdom of God. But in verse 7, they ask him, so when are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? They're still not getting it. They're still not getting it. Wow, that's so bad. Yeah, exactly. They're still going, um, so when is Israel going to become a world power and Rome no longer be, you know, over us? We can quit pay, pay, paying taxes to Rome. We can, you know, go back to our lives as we want them. And he's like, you can just kind of see him shaking his head going, guys, it's not for you to know the time and the dates. Only the father knows. Um, yeah. In fact, in uh, several places, in Matthew 24, 36, he, he straight up says, only the Father knows the date and the time of when Jesus will come back. Mm-hmm. He hasn't even told Jesus. You know, like, Jesus is up there waiting to come back for us, but it, he doesn't know the date and time. Only the Father knows, right? But what is encouraging is this kingdom was very much, as soon as, you know, when I'm not going to give away the end of the story, so I'm going to have to pause. But the kingdom of God was absolutely going to be available. Mm-hmm. And they had experienced the kingdom of God um, because he would say things to them. But what they needed to understand that they didn't just yet was while he was going to prepare a place and he would eventually take them, that he was also going to empower them to walk in it mm-hmm. then. But they just didn't know that yet. Yeah. So... Um, so we've got that it's going to be forever, and we know that it's always been. We know that more is coming, and I think that's really important. Um, there is this part of the kingdom that we can walk in now. We're fixing to talk about that from Colossians and Ephesians, but um, it's super important to know that what we get now is only a fraction of what's to come. So as we learn to fully engage in the kingdom of God, and it is awesome I love my time that I get to just spend uh, with God and with Jesus, but they have so much more. Mm -hmm. Like, they have so much more. And so we need to stay hungry, and we need to stay um, open to everything they want to show us. Mm -hmm. So, but in Colossians, um, I want to jump over to Colossians chapter 1. Oh, no. Yeah, Colossians chapter 1. So this is Paul talking to the church at um, Colossae, actually. And in 1 verses, I'm going to back up and do 13 and 14 so that we kind of get a full, I don't like it to, I do not like to read without complete sentences. That's a big deal to me. And he has delivered us from the dominion of darkness. So I need you to just catch this really fast. He has delivered us. Okay, Paul is talking to them and he's saying, Jesus has delivered us from the dominion of darkness. Dominion, the authority, the reign, the rule of darkness. So if we wanted to get technical, Jesus has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness, which would be the absolute opposite of the kingdom of light or the kingdom of God. He is saying this in past tense. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I promise you, this is Greek. They absolutely have all their, you know, verb tenses. They have way more verb tenses than we do. But he has delivered us from the dominion of darkness. So that is something that, and you may be going, well, he may have delivered us, but it sure feels like I'm still living in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Physically, we are. Our physical selves are still having to live very much on planet Earth and, you know, kick up the dust, right? But our spirits have been delivered from darkness. Well, where have they been delivered to? And transferred to the kingdom of his son. So God has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and delivered us into this kingdom. And then he says, and in this, we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. So he redeems things, he redeems us, and he forgives us of our sins. Mm. So there's so much all tied together in that. But the important place to rest is that the work has been done. Mm -hmm. The work has been done. We have been delivered from darkness. We do Mm. not have to choose to live in that kingdom where it has so much authority and so much control over us, we can choose to live in the kingdom of light. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have access to that power. But the really cool part is we also have that authority and that reign and that dominion over our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's now look at Ephesians. Also chapter one. Oh, okay, cool. Verse 13 and 14. So we're like in some similar spaces here. Um, okay, 13. In him, talking about Jesus, you heard the word of truth, the gospel. Oh, and I would really like to just sit here and talk with you a while about the gospel, but I'm not going to. Um, in him, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and you believed in him. You were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory? Okay, so I'm going to kind of walk you through this a little bit, this verse, and why it is so important. When we receive the Holy Spirit, which happens after we accept Christ, and we are born again from John chapter 3, once we are saved, um, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and He becomes the guarantee of so much more. Remember Jesus coming back and giving us so much more. But there is a deposit placed in us. So you get some of it now. And then there's so much more for later. If I was going to give you a deposit on your inheritance, it wouldn't just be a little slip of paper that says someday. A deposit is actually something. And so we receive part of our inheritance now, which is the kingdom. So if we talk about inheritance for a a minute, the only way most people get an inheritance is if someone dies. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, our inheritance was purchased for us. Our inheritance was uh, able to be delivered to us at the death of Jesus. It's his death. It's his obedience. um, And our believing in that, um, that allows us to be recipients of this inheritance. Uh, I think a lot of times this can get mis- this can be looked at incorrectly, and we think, oh, we'll get it all when we die. 
No, because you have the Holy Spirit now. Mm -hmm. So you've already gotten some of it and you're still very much walking around. You know what I mean? So it's not so often in scripture when we think about life and death, we so have our eyes fixed on the physical. Um, I remember first being told the story, I mean, maybe not the first time, but when I was little enough to remember of Adam and Eve and somebody reading the Bible story to me, probably out of a children's Bible um, and saying, if they eat of this fruit, that they would surely die. And I remember them eating the fruit and then they went and put clothes on. And I went, they didn't die. Like they're still walking around. What is happening? That the, you know, the, the snake was right. They weren't going to die. But when your definition of death is not the same as God's definition of death, it's really easy to get that confused. We see physical death as such a horrible thing and oh no, when really spiritual death is what we should be, see as the horrible thing. Right. Um, and if we have not received Christ as our Savior, then we're really walking around dead. Mm-hmm. Because we are only fully alive in Christ. Otherwise, we are dead, just like Adam and Eve had died spiritually. They had lost their connection to God. They were spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard because it's not something we can see with our eyes, mm-hmm. with our physical eyes. And when we can't see it, it doesn't feel very real. Mm-hmm. So you see somebody living life well. Oh, they're kicking it up. You know, they have all the things, and it looks like they have no trouble. It looks like they're living life large, but we're only living life large to the degree that we are in relationship with Jesus because he's what brings us Mm -hmm. into our full life. Mm -hmm. And we miss it. We miss it because we can get so distracted with what we see in the physical. Um, But here he's telling us that the Holy Spirit inside of us is just the beginning of his kingdom, but it is the beginning. It's the deposit. It is the beginning of it all. Mm-hmm. So the win is absolutely forever. Mm-hmm. It's now and it's then. It's all the things. We have access to it now, but we will get access to so much more later um, because there's only so much we can inherit mm-hmm. with these flesh and bone, blood, you know, bodies. There's only so much we can inherit with all of that. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. So now let's jump into the where. Where is this kingdom of God? Like, where is it happening? If you're telling me I get a piece of it now, I'd like to know where that is. Well, let's let's not jump too far in. So let's start with where it is for eternity. Where has it always been and where will it always be? Mm -hmm. Psalms 103 verse 19 tells us that uh, it's in the heavens. That God's kingdom, his throne, is in the heavens and it rules over all. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to sit here for a second and talk about heavens. It's kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. So when you think of heaven, Colleen, what do you think of? What do you think of when you think of heaven? When I think of heaven, I think of eternity. Okay. I think of a place that once my physical body dies, that I will have full access to a, my spirit will go there and my physical body will stay here on earth. Okay. But I don't necessarily like have a, like I spend time in the spiritual realm, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking I'm going to a place that I'm familiar with. Right. For sure. Where I'm 
like already have access to, mm-hmm. and, but I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into what it really looks like. Oh, for sure. For sure, no. Yeah. So I think some of us, when we think of heaven, it's just that. We think yeah. of the pearly gates. Mm-hmm. We think of um, the streets of gold yeah. and, and clouds. Like, I think of clouds. I don't yeah. know why, but clouds kind of come into it. Mm-hmm. So in Jewish tradition, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to find most of this. There's, I'm going to show you where there is one space in, in Scripture. But in Jewish tradition, they believe there are seven level, levels of heaven. The first level is this level that we see so easily, where the clouds are, okay? So the clouds and the sky, that is their first level. The second level of heaven would be our atmosphere, um, which would include like the stars, the sun and the moon, a little further out. The third heaven um, is where they believe that the saints are waiting. Mm -hmm. So the third heaven um, is where we are is where the Jews believe, like, that is the place um, of waiting, maybe, um, for all that God has for us when he comes back and everything. So we do know that Paul, um, in one of his letters, talks about having visited the third heaven. And um, so we can at least stand on the fact that we know that Paul has entered the spirit realm and gone to the third heaven. Um, He doesn't give us a whole lot of information about what he sees there, but we do know that he spent so much time with Jesus because every bit of the gospel that he learned, Galatians chapter 1 tells us every bit of the gospel that he taught to the Gentiles, he learned from Jesus himself. He did not go to the apostles. He did not go meet somebody else. He learned every bit about the kingdom of God, about the gospels, about the good news of salvation, all of those things he learned from Jesus. And since Jesus was already dead and rose and back at the right hand of God, we know that that had to have happened in the spirit realm for that to for him to have learned that. So, so if that's the third, I couldn't even begin to guess. I haven't done enough research on what the fourth, fifth, and sixth are. Mm-hmm. But they believe that the seventh heaven is where God's throne is. Mm-hmm. Um, so how much of that is true and how much of it is false, I have absolutely no idea. But we do know that Paul visited the third heaven. We know that we know that God's kingdom is in the heavens because it tells us it is. Mm-hmm. Now, which we know that we it's not in the first two. Like, and with all of our, you know, telescopes and things, nobody has accidentally glimpsed the throne. That's not how it's done. Right. We know that Isaiah and Ezekiel and John and Revelations have all seen the throne room, right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't see it with the telescope. So right. it's not something we can see with our physical eyes. So it's definitely not in the first two realms of the of heavens, right? So anyway, where it sits in the heavens If there's seven layers, I have no earthly idea. But we know that his kingdom operates in a spirit realm that can only be accessed with spiritual eyes and ears. Um, It is not going to be accessed with um, our physical bodies. Mm -hmm. So so where it's at, it is in the heavens. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things I love that Jesus used to say, and I I could have told you kind of what it meant, But um, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17 is the first occurrence where Jesus says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm -hmm. It's at hand. And so so when you look that up in the original language, in the Greek, it means that it's approaching, Mm -hmm. that it's drawing near. 
And that's all the things that we figured it meant. Like it's getting close. Mm -hmm. It's at hand. It's close enough that you could probably reach out Mm -hmm. and grab it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? If you think at hand. But there's more to the definition than I didn't know until researching for this class. And at hand, um, originally and in this context, means to join one thing to another. Oh, that's good. So Jesus is basically saying the kingdom of God is in the heavenlies. But I am joining it to here. It is, oh, I am bringing it with me. I, I am bringing it with me and offering it to you. Mm-hmm. I, it, is, it is come with me, mm-hmm. and I am going to establish it here so that the people walking this dusty planet have access to it here. Through Jesus. Through Jesus. Got you. We don't have to wait. Mm-hmm. So it's at hand. He brought it. He is joining. And if you look at, we can't do this without looking at the Lord's Prayer, um, your kingdom come. Jesus is praying to God, your kingdom come. Why? Your will be done. Why? On earth, here, 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 as it is in heaven. So he is saying, I want God's will to be done here, just like it's done in heaven. That is bringing the kingdom here, mm-hmm. is when God's will is done here, mm-hmm. as it is in heaven. That is bringing the kingdom, uh, joining the two together. So, it got super close while Jesus was here. In fact, in Matthew 12, 28, there's this whole discussion about, you know, casting out demons and whose power it was being done by. And he says to them, if I'm casting out demons by the power of God, which we know he was, then the kingdom has come upon you. Mm-hmm. Upon you. So, on you. So something is on you. This is how the 72 and the apostles and all of those were able to go out and cast out demons. It was how they were able to heal because the kingdom was upon them. Okay? That wasn't all that Jesus had for us. Upon you is great, but there's a better. There's a better that he was bringing, but it had gotten so close that it was on them. And so that's really cool. Um, in Romans 14, 17, it talks about all this stuff, and he's talking about the kingdom, and then he ends the statement with, in the Holy Spirit, because that is where we find the kingdom, that's where we access the kingdom, that is um, all of it. Like, the kingdom and the Holy Spirit are so wrapped into each other for us here and now, because he's our deposit. The Holy Spirit is our deposit of what is to come, so all of the all of the kingdom that we receive is absolutely about the Holy Spirit being inside of us and it being in us because 1 Corinthians 15 50 tells us that flesh and blood isn't going to inherit this okay it's not our physical it is him inside of us Mm -hmm. and that is the space so Luke 17 21 one of my very favorite spaces is the kingdom of people aren't going to say you know what I want to read it to you I want to read you Luke 17 21 because I it's so cool to hear it all because it answers so many questions. You could be like, why didn't you just start here, Deanna? Mm-hmm. Well, because that would be just, you know, giving you the punchline. <laughs> so let's back up to verse 20. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them. Okay, so everybody's asking because he's giving all these parables and what he's talking about all the time is the kingdom of God. So the Pharisees are like, all right, buddy, when? When is it coming? When is it coming? The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. 
can be seen, can be perceived. It's not coming that way. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you, or also translated, the kingdom of God is within you. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God, what he's trying, what he needed them to understand but he knew they weren't going to be able to understand until they experienced it. Mm-hmm. Because this is one of those concepts that while it remains head knowledge, it's very hard to wrap your brain around. But once you've experienced the kingdom of God within you, then you're like, oh, that's yeah. what it means. Yeah. I've been sitting here very quietly just listening because all of the questions that I have are pertaining to the how. Like, I want to know how. Like, right. I get it. You've given me all the information. I'm like, no, that's for another day, Colleen. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that another day. But my, my first thought is, okay, Deanna, how do I do this? Tell me how I can have access to this all the time. Tell me what all is available to me. You know, those are the things that are coming in my mind. And I'm thinking, no, those are coming in other classes. So right. So can't go there yet. But I hope that if mm-hmm. nothing else, it's making you hungry it's also. It's making me very curious. I hope it makes you curious for how. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping, and since how I think is our last thing that we're going to talk about, um, I'm hoping that you stay curious for the how. It is the last thing we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, at least in these first few weeks. Mm -hmm. But the fact that if the Holy Spirit lives within you, if you have been born again, then the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. is within you. So, here's the thing. If it is within you... How much access do you have to it? How much time are you interacting in that space? Yes. How much are... That is a gift, guys. That is that is a really powerful thing to think about the kingdom that is eternity, that has no beginning and no end, um, that is also in the heavenly places, is also within you. That is... Talk about the emoji with the brain blown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, how is yeah. all that in me? Well, how it is is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, back to that Romans 14, 17. All of this is recognized through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And like I, um, that John, that 13 through 17, those sweet, sweet chapters where Jesus tries so hard to help them understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit. He is really kind of giving them in words to the, you know, a taste of what it is going to be like to live in the kingdom after he's gone because they had gotten the taste of what it was like to have the kingdom on them and around them and at hand and all these things so close, but they hadn't yet had it inside of them. And he knew that was going to be exciting for them, but he also knew that it was going to be confusing. Um, So he gave them a lot of information in the beginning. We know he gave them a lot of information after he rose But it probably wasn't until the Holy Spirit fell on them in Acts chapter 2 at the day of Pentecost that they kind of all started having their aha moments. Like, oh, this is what he was trying to tell us. And so it kind of falls the same here. While it's just words and while it's just information, you're like, I don't know. You're leaving more questions than you are giving me answers. But I'm going to, I believe that the journey that God is taking us on, these questions are these beginning information is so foundational so that we stay in truth, so that we um, don't stumble into something that he doesn't have for us. We want to um, fully 
to the best of our ability, fully to understand what Scripture says about the kingdom of God. Right. So let me connect all the dots. Okay, that would be awesome. So, so if I, now that I know that the kingdom is within me, mm-hmm. so after I get this whole mind blown picture of what it is, and then I draw it into myself, and I know, okay, and I and I have this kingdom through the power of the Holy Spirit, and then. I know that I'm supposed to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So what that tells me is, is I am part of the conduit or to help heaven come to earth. Absolutely. Because it's inside of me. Yes. So it's not something that I'm waiting on. It's something that I can, in this very moment, experience the kingdom coming to earth, mm-hmm. and it will happen because I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. Yes. Like and not right only do now, you have it, but you have the ability to spread it. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. So it's like a right now thing. It's a very much right now thing. Right now thing. Right now, right inside you thing. Okay. So cool. Mm -hmm. Well, she did a fabulous job (laughs) tying all the pieces up and wrapping it in a pretty little bow because it is so important in just these early days of us doing this podcast to start to fully realize how huge this is, Mm -hmm. but how also personal this is, how individual and um, just for each one. Mm -hmm. Like It can be as big as it can be, Mm -hmm. but it can also be absolutely down to the personal he knows how many hairs are on your head kind of thing and his kingdom through the power of the spirit where it meets us right where we're at um it's it's so big Mm -hmm. and yet so sweet Mm -hmm. and individual yeah Um, and now when i read matthew and you go through those several places where it just says the kingdom of heaven is like the kingdom of heaven is like the kingdom of heaven is like i can personally apply that because the kingdom is inside of me yes so i can read that in such a way with new eyes right because it's not just a sweet little story to give you better morals right no it is how the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. um operates operates Within you, right. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we begin um, over the next few weeks um, and months to look at some of those things that Jesus said about the kingdom, this has to stay at the forefront of our mind, that it is not something far away. It's not some place that we die before we get it. This is something that is in us. We have access to now. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, it should take the fear of death away. Yeah. Because, well, I'm not even going to get into all that. But here's the thing. We get some of it now, but we get all of it later. Yeah. And even more later. Like, we know that we'll get more and that Jesus is preparing more. Mm-hmm. Like there's, And then he's coming back and there'll be more. Like, there's mm-hmm. just, it's almost like the icing on the cake never ends. Mm-hmm. And that is super cool. That is super cool. That is super cool. Okay, so... There you have it. You got your first two. You got your when and where. The when is forever now and then. Oh, my goodness. And the where is here and there. So um, I hope that you um, you may have to listen to this more than once to just let it all digest. I have now taught it twice. 
Um, and even new things kind of are starting to settle mm -hmm. inside of me. So, but we want to go from this to um, listening for God. We have four questions today that we're going to listen for. Um, I'm going to let Colleen pray. Sure. And then um, we will jump in. Lord, thank you so much for who you are and for uh, giving the words to Deanna to teach us about your kingdom, Lord. I pray that as we go into your presence and um, listen for your words that you have to say to us, Lord, that you prepare our hearts for that and that, Lord, nothing get in the way of what you have to say. We bind the enemy in Jesus' name. He has no space here um, to get in the way of what you want to do and what you want to say. Um, and how you want to change our hearts right here, right now. Lord, we love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, number one. One thing God wants you to give him. One thing God wants you to give him. So he said to me, my well-being. Mm, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of you. Um, so he told me this class oh. to give him the class. All right, number two, one thing God wants to give you. One thing God wants to give you. Okay, so I heard um, righteousness. Oh, that's awesome. I don't even understand that. <laughs> we just had a class last week I on know. righteousness. You'll have to go back and listen to our podcast. I know, right? <laughs> um, one thing God wants to give you. I got peace. I'll take it. I'll take oh, it. I know. But I think it's very much tied into what us handing things over to him mm -hmm. and then when we hand over, like when you hand over your well-being, yeah. when you hand over how you do life to him, mm -hmm. then he, res he, re he gives you the ability to walk, to walk greater, yes, mm -hmm. in righteousness. So when yeah. I hand over the things he asked me to, yeah. then I'm able to walk in peace because mm -hmm. I know he's got them. Yeah, because when he said right living, I was like, well, isn't that my responsibility? <laughs> ah, but if he gives, yeah, but as you give him but things, give it, yeah. it makes it easier to walk into all that. Yeah. Okay, one thing... God wants you to give away. One thing God wants you to give away. My heart. And, um... I got this same answer last night in class, and he just wants me to be more vulnerable. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, last night I heard extras, um, and today he was like, I need you to get rid of a lot of physical stuff. You know? <laughs> like, I need you to, if you're not using it, if it's not bringing you joy, if you don't need it, give it to somebody who needs it. Mm -hmm. Like, get it out of, and get it out of the way so that it's no longer distracting from you, it's no longer stealing your time and your energy. All right, number four, one thing God has given you that you need to be using. One thing God has given you that you need to be using. 
What did you get? Teaching. Ah, again. Again. Okay, we're going to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so last night I heard the gift of healing, and that was kind of hard. But today when I asked, he said exercises. And I was like, what? But he, I have. I've been to so many different therapies. And he's like, you know what to do. You know how to stretch. You know how to build, you know, build strength and endurance. Mm-hmm. Start doing them. Like, yeah. just start doing what you've already been given, what you already know how to do. Do mm-hmm. what you know what to do. Um. Well, I am so glad that you joined us for this podcast. We have so many weeks left to go. And hopefully your curiosity like Colleen's is stirred and you want the rest of the answers. Mm -hmm. So join us next week um, when we jump back into this. I'm going to pray us out and um, we will catch you on the next podcast. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just, um, Lord, I thank you that you have hidden things for us to find. Lord, that you have prepared so much good for us that we can't even begin to imagine it all. Lord, I pray for each and every person listening, Lord, that you will continue to do a work in all of our hearts. We want to hunger for you. We want to thirst for you because we promise, you promise that we will be filled. Lord, we love you so much and we thank you for Jesus. We ask all this in your son's name.